I'm excited about tonight's message. So you all believe with me that I'm going to get through it, okay? Uh, now, if I don't, it's that you didn't believe with me. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's simple. Oh, and by the way, we're going to start with Ephesians 6.18 and, um, and the New King James. I'm going to mention something about the Amplified in that one, but we won't see the Amplified in that one. We'll see it in others. And um, after that, though, I'm going to give you the next one, 1 Peter 5, 7. And that way you can get there uh, quicker. Thank you, Father God. We just thank you, Lord, for the way that you watch over us and care for us. Lord, we can totally trust you. Thank you, Father. You've shown us your character, your heart, your will. Your will is your word. If one, if one says they don't know the will of God, is they don't know your word. But we thank you, Lord, that, that we have it in printed page so that we can find it. And then you will illuminate us. Lord, we give you all the glory tonight, and we thank you, Father, that your word will produce what you were sent to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, again, I say, when it comes to prayer, it, it has been one of my favorite subjects for as long as I can remember, but I continue to learn, and, and you could go for a whole year and still not. Uh, you know, exhausted. But the will of God is that we may bear fruit. And I, I could have taken the time again, you know, to go to uh, John fifteen seven, and some of the scriptures that we've already covered. Uh, but I know that you have them. Uh, and so we're going to start with Ephesians six eighteen. It it is always a basic uh, prayer scripture. You know the Lord, um, the Lord Jesus had a life of prayer, and there was no one that had more fruit than he did. And and so, if, if prayer is to be part of our lives, is because the Lord wants us to to have results and to be able to to help others as well, and. And so here in Ephesians 6, 18, um, we read, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, this scripture is, is, is right after the armor of God. But you see, it's still part of the armor. We didn't take time to read the whole armor of God. You can go and, and read it. And because the Lord says, put on the whole armor of God, right? But then it ends with prayer. So prayer is a tool. Prayer is a weapon. Both offensive and defensive. Amen. 
Uh, and and it, it is, it, it's not a weapon that is carnal. It's a spiritual weapon. It will accomplish the, the, the things that God uh, would have to be accomplished. And so, but notice here the one, one phrase that I want us to uh, center in right here at the beginning is praying always with all prayer. The Amplified says with all manner of prayer. Um, there, there's other translations that says are all uh, diverse types of prayers. So uh, we see that there are different manners of prayers. There are different varieties of prayers. Prayer is not just one type. All right? So, so we're going to say we're going to have a prayer meeting. So we want to specify what type of prayer. Right? And then sometimes we have a prayer meeting, um, like, like, you know, like, for example, the ones that we have scheduled on a weekly basis. On Monday mornings, we come and we pray for pastor. You know? And so that's what we know we're going to come and do. And we have learned how to pray for him. And, and we keep learning. And we have a set of scriptures, but the Lord keeps giving us more scriptures, you know, as we go on. And sometimes the emphasis is in, in one of the scriptures, sometimes it's in another, sometimes we just pray in the Spirit, and as we pray in the Spirit, then the Lord gives us illumination about something else, right? And we know that, we, that as we pray for Him, we're praying for all of us. You know, because he's going to, His ministry will affect all of us. We're all connected, you know, together. Then we come on Wednesdays, like we did this morning, and and usually we do, um, we do, um, you know, we, we petition certain things and give thanks to the Lord. And many times we get into intercession, or uh, we we get into really in the types of. Uh, you know, praying in the Spirit. But we have specific prayers that we always start with. Right? Because we, we, we're praying for, for the rain. We're praying for, for, for the manifestation of the Spirit of God. And we're praying for people that they'll know Him, that they'll come to know Him. We pray, and not just that they'll come to this church, but we're believing for people that the Lord will entrust us to bring the Word of God to. Amen? Uh, but we pray for, um, you know, just not to elaborate there, uh, but we're, those that come, they know. They, they already know what we're going to be praying for, and it keeps, it keeps expanding and deepening. And, 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 and it, it, pardon me? It gets gooder and gooder. <laughs> Amen. It, it, it just does. And we pray every time with more conviction and more faith. Because the scriptures that we use do that. Amen. And so, so it's, it's, we have a specific plan. When we come Monday nights, we come and we, we say we pray for the nation. You know, 
But so we don't only pray for those that are in authority, which we do, but we also pray for the people of this nation because our nation is people, right? And so, so, so there are, uh, you know, we that prayer uh, night is really mainly intercession, and we'll get there and we'll explain, you know, what that is. So tonight, I I would like um, to, uh, well, I'm going to tell you the different types of prayer first. And then I'm going to tell you what we're going to start with, because it's, it's a basic type of prayer, that if you have that one down, you're going to be able to be effectual in all the others. Amen. So uh, to help us to pray uh, more uh, more effectively and you know to understand where we're going um, I'm gonna I'm gonna divide the different types of prayers in three sections so the first one would be uh, prayers that change things and those are and we find examples in the Word of God and we'll we'll learn about them the prayer of agreement the prayer of faith, the prayer of binding and loosing, intercessory prayer, the prayer of petition. You've learned, you know, most of you have learned those prayers and have practiced them. And united prayer. It's very important to have united prayer. Um, and it is my Goal to get to the point to where we're going to have united prayer every every uh, Wednesday night, um, you know. But we're having to teach a little. Bit. I, I thought we'll get the, we would get there sooner, but we're going to have to give a little more teaching, and, and and then we'll be able to do it. Even if it's just five ten minutes uh, of united prayer, they we see in the. Book of Acts, they practiced united prayer. Well, we see it in the Old Testament too. Uh, but in the New Testament, the, the believers got together and they prayed together with one heart and one accord. Amen. But it's anyway, uh, so those are the, the prayers that, that change things. And each prayer is different, it follows a little, you know. It has generalities, but uh, different rules. It would be like, you know, you wouldn't try to uh, play tennis and, and, and expect a touchdown. That'd be, that'd be really weird. <laughs> Somebody picked up the ball and they tried to run through the tennis court and, you know. Yeah, no, no, that's for how you do tennis, right? Pardon me? Yeah, you'd like it. Yeah, get it over with. <laughs> but, but no, tennis is tennis and football is football, right? So at least I know that much. So the second category, I, I never played American football, but I did play soccer uh, uh, growing up. And I did play a some tennis, not that I'm good. I played more ping pong. <laughs> uh, many of you did ever play ping pong. Uh, anyway, we won't get there. 
um, we won't, won't go there. Second category are the prayers that include thanksgiving and praise. Oh, my goodness. There's sometimes we have had here at the church where Pastor has said, let's not ask anything tonight. Let's just praise him and thank him. And we've had an hour just people praising and thanking. Oh, my goodness. Um, the presence of God was just so tangible. So we love to pray those types of prayers. And then the third category involves prayers of dedication and consecration. All right? So let's learn what the Bible has to say about these kinds of prayers. So today... Um, I'm going to cover the prayer of casting your cares. You may think, oh, I know that one already. Well, let's believe God that you're going to get each one of us a deeper revelation so that, so that it gets done. You know, so that you can get the benefits of casting your cares. All right? So 1 Peter 5, 7 is what we're going to read in the Amplified. Um, we want to, I want to look at that first because, it, because of its importance. Um, through this type of prayer, you can take everything that's worrying you and give it to the Lord. Amen? Really, to tell you the truth, I think that this is a prayer that a lot of people intend to pray, that think they're praying, but they never get it done completely. And so what we want to do is, is get to the finish line. We, we do want to have a touchdown. <laughs> Amen. With, with this prayer. Not just go tell the Lord what is, what is worrying you and what is, what is traveling you, and, and which, which is fine. Go to the Lord, tell him, but then leave his presence without it. Amen? So this is, a, this is a, the prayer we're going to cover today. Casting the whole, the whole, everybody say the whole, of your care, or your anxieties, or your worries, or your concerns, once and for all, says the Amplified, Ooh, once and for all, on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Now, you can go to the Amplified, which is beautiful. It really does expand. It made it, the, the Amplified gives you like a meditation of, of, the, of the King James or the New King James that simply says, casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. But you see, you know when you know him that he cares for you affectionately and that he watches over you. We have other scriptures that verify that. And casting your care, what is the care? The care of your anxieties, your worries, the fears that the enemy is trying to, to 
throw at you. The concerns. Right? We all have situations that come up. We all have, um, you know, those darts of the enemy that he tries to throw in your mind. Amen? Uh, so we all have the privilege of casting all of those on him. So we're, we're going to learn the importance of doing that and why should we do that. You can take your cares to his throne. Um, Hebrews 4.16 is, is a, a favorite uh, scripture. We were invited to go to his throne of grace to obtain mercy and, and grace to help in time of need, right? Um, I, you gave me the Amplified, so we'll read that. We do not, uh, let us therefore fiercely and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne. What type of throne is it? A grace. The throne of God's unmerited favor to us. To sinners and saints alike. We're saints. Uh, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in good in time of need. I didn't want to amplify it on that one. Uh, but anyway, just to focus here on, on, on the grace and the mercy that you're going to find on the throne. You're going to find him um, open to you. You're going to find him compassionate. You're never, never, never going to ha find the Lord judgmental or with short temper, or he's never going to give you the impression, now, come on, get it over quickly, because i got other things to do. You're not going to get that from the Lord. Isn't that good? You get that sometimes from the, even from the people that are more important to you. You know, they want to get it over with quickly because i got to go and give attention to other things that are more important than what you have to say. Hello? But the Lord doesn't do that. Amen? And how do I know that? I've come to know him through his word. Where do you think that we, we learn respect? He's the most respectful. There's not a, a better gentleman than the Lord. And the people that are closer to him, they will make you feel like you're the most important person in the world when you're around them. They've, they've been walking with Jesus so close. Hallelujah. We're learning. We all are learning, aren't we? Anyway, so you can take your cares to him. You can trust him to deal with them for you. He will deal with your concerns. He will deal with your worries. He will deal with your fears for you. And you can trust him to bring them to him and to walk completely free from them. From them. Completely carefree from them. Amen? Uh, so the reason we must learn this kind of prayer first is so that your other types of prayers 
will get results and be effective. Remember that scripture that we saw? Uh, that, that, that it is, and James at the end, uh, James 5, that it is the, the effectual, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. So we want to learn how to pray effective prayers, effectual prayers, fervently. Amen? And so we want to do it God's way. We never want to have the attitude, well, I'm going to do it my way. Because God knows me anyhow, and he loves me anyhow, and I don't have to change. No, I, 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 I want to do things his way. I want to be changed. I know I still need a lot of changing. But I'm hanging out with the one that can bring it about. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, so let, let's go for example, to give an example, to Isaiah 54, 13. Um, effective prayer is a prayer that is based on your faith in the Word of God. Amen? The effective prayer is going to be based on your faith in the Word of God. Faith is not just faith alone. It's faith in the Word. People, people sometimes say, have faith. Have faith in what? Amen? We're talking about having faith in God. Having the faith of God. That is faith in his word. Amen? That's why we can have faith. We didn't come up with it ourselves. Amen? We didn't breed it on our own. The word of God did it and continues to do it. Amen? And so Ephesians 54.13 is a scripture that where you that you can base, I'm going to give an example here. Um, your prayer, if you've been praying for, for a child, one of your children, or let's say a member of your family, uh, you know, that, that, that belongs to your family, that is that's part of your family, okay? I'm just giving that example. We could have taken another, all right? Um, and, but before I say that, I forgot to bring up, um, you don't have to go there, um, Matthew 13, 22. Actually, yes, go there. Um, th this is a warning of the Lord Jesus. Um, th this is, and we find that in uh, Mark as well, I, I like the account in Mark, but this one, I chose this one for tonight. Uh, he's talking about the parable of the seed, the sower, rather. Remember the parable of the sower? And he's saying, he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and that the seedfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So you see, 
how important it is to learn how to pray the prayer of casting your cares. Because if you have cares, if you have worries, if you have fears, if you have concerns, you have anxieties, they're going to keep the word of God that you are hearing and that you're receiving from producing fruit. Worries will choke the word. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Amen? And so sometimes we don't face them. Uh, by face, facing them, I mean we just we try to put them under the rug. We try to, to just forget about them. Or not, you know, I'm, I'm going to ignore. We're not teaching ignoring. Ignoring problems, ignoring conditions. No, but we need to bring them to the Lord. Amen? And do, and do what we ought to do so that then the Lord can do his part. Amen? So, so we don't want to choke the, the word by carrying worries and fears and concerns. Life is so daily, and sometimes something can happen, or the devil can throw one of his thoughts at you, his darts at you, you know, and you need to find a time and place to deal with it so that it will not grow root in you. It won't take root. Right? Uh, I'm talking about you want the word of God to take root, but not the worries, not the fears, not the concerns. Amen? Uh, and because otherwise the devil would see to it that you are full with plenty of them. And praise God, we are not called to that. Amen? So, um, this scripture, going to Isaiah 54, 13, it's a promise, Isaiah 54, 13, it's a promise of the Lord, and I could give you several others. I have, I have several others, but we, I'm just going to give you one. The, you, you, this is a prayer for you to base uh, your, your prayer about your children. You see, people will say, I'm going to pray. But if you do not have word, if you do not, see, if, and we talked about the seven steps. If you do not have scriptures to base what you're praying for, you're going to continue to pray without results. And you know why? Because fears and doubts will continue to come, and you'll continue to pray. Not in faith, but in hope that God's going to do something. What will anchor you is the, is the scripture. So you need to have scripture and you hold on to it. Amen. And that's what you meditate on. And that is what you thank the Lord about. That he's bringing about. So in this case, about the children, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. 
If you believe in God for your children to get right with God, it is a promise that you can hold on to. All your children, not just one of them. You know, let's say you have five. You know, three are walking with the Lord and two no. Well, that's not, not good. Amen? Yeah, somebody here is bragging about the amount of children they have. I know you always win the, the how many children and grandchildren crown. <laughs> Glory to God. She's talking with my sister Elizabeth last night, and she said to me, well, you, you, you have one, you know, Joanna's having another baby, so you'll have five grandchildren. She says, I only have four, and, and her girls are done. So anyway... May, you know, me and Joanna still may want another one. I don't know. But otherwise, I'll take five. <laughs> How many do you have? Fifty? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Jim. He's telling me to stay on course. <laughs> I have too much fun with you all. <laughs> anyway, all your children shall be taught of the Lord. So, so the more you meditate on that word, the stronger your faith will become. You need to take that scripture and meditate it. Especially when you hear something or don't hear or you know certain facts. You know what they're doing. That you take that scripture and, and, and find others if you need to. But you keep your mind stayed on him. Amen? You, you know, the, the, one of the saddest things, and I had this sister in Christ um, that, that said to me, you know, I've never had peace. Well, you know, precious. I wish she came to church more to hear the word and get revelation. Because there's a way to peace by doing the Word of God. If you've never experienced your peace, you've never cast your cares on the Lord. So, of course, you're not going to have peace. Amen? We're we're, but we're going to show you. This is not to condemn you or condemn anybody, but there's a way to do it. And it works. And then God works. Amen? You do your part. You cannot do the part that only God can do. But you got to trust him. You got to take his word. Oh, I'm trusting him. Trusting him how? Trusting him all the time or just a part of the time? And then letting yourself be bothered and, and, and you know, and attacked of the, of, of the devil with all his thoughts. All your children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace. Glory to God. Yes, amen. You have that promise from the Lord. So you're praying effective prayers because you have an inner image of that word coming to pass in your child's life. Let Take time with the scripture. Some as David said that he 
in the seasons of the night, he meditated before the Lord. We do that with practice, you know, and not just at night, but throughout the day. Take a, a scripture, meditate on it. Talk to the Lord about it. Oh, your children shall be taught of the Lord. Is that what you mean, Lord? Is that, is that your promise? me? Oh, but I messed up. But I messed up here and there, and they were exposed to this or that. Who's telling you that? Who's giving you all those excuses to fail, to failure? Don't listen to the enemy. Amen? You can't be having prayer and conversation with the devil at the same time. Amen? And then expect that you're going to have results. Amen? The Lord will never discourage you. The Lord will never uh, remind you of your failures, of what you did wrong, and if you had done this or that or the other. You know? <laughs> Praise God! <laughs> Amen? Glory to God. So, so the, we're up, uh, talking about this scripture, but that applies to anything. In your heart, you need to see that child, him or her, learning from God, serving him, living a peaceful and a godly life. Praise the Lord. By the way, we're glad to see those times back from their trip. You had fun in Indiana? Praise God. So, anyway, living a peaceful, because it says great, is their peace. A peaceful and a godly life. Ooh, what you will get from the Lord as you meditate his word. Amen. And, and say, Lord, I believe I received that. I learned, to, uh, you know, learned that from Brother Copeland years ago. He would say that all the time. And I thought, you know, that's good. Pray in the middle of your prayers. I believe I receive that. I believe I, that's what I receive from you, Lord. Amen? And so um, what happens if then, you know, your child gets in trouble or you hear this or that, then you have a choice to start to worry and think, about all the trouble that they could be getting into and how that they're just throwing all their life away. Is that what you're going to do? No, if you see that's why you got that, you have that scripture. Write it down. Things that are important to you and you're committing to the Lord, write them down. Write those scriptures down. Amen? And whenever those thoughts come, you go and you read those scriptures. You meditate them. You say, I thank you, Father. Amen? And now we'll, we'll see what you have to do so that you get into praise. The more you worry, the less power the word will have in your thoughts. Amen? Now, we're talking about, in general, about any type of worry. Right? I mean, the devil can bring you any kind of worry. Worry about your future, worry about your present, worry about your, you know, 
uh, I remember when we our first first year in in the U.S. Uh, that and I shared this with you. That there was this young wife with no family around, and uh, we didn't even have a phone uh, in the home. The, the, and I don't think we got a phone till we moved to Oklahoma. We did no, no, no. We we had one in Texas when we moved to the apartment. But this was, anyway, um, glory to God. Let's not get <laughs> too sidetracked here. But the point being that my husband, I had the phone, but I couldn't call him. Anyhow, we didn't have cell phones back then. And, and he would go and work at nights, um, parking cars on the weekends at Baby Doe's in Dallas. That's when we were going to school in Waxahachie, Texas. And sometimes he'd come, he didn't, wouldn't come back home till, till 3 a.m. And I, uh, I was very aware of the heavy traffic. And people would drive, in my opinion, quite recklessly. Uh, back then, I don't even think that, that there was a... Um, a speed limit. There was, but Texans drove like there wasn't. And anyway, and I knew the roads that he had, he had to drive. You know, uh, the devil would try to tell me once in a while, he's coming later, something may have happened to him. I was so glad that I knew how to defeat those thoughts. I never once told him, when he came, oh, the, I just thought that you may, may have been in an accident. Did I, did I ever say that? No. We, we learn not to talk fear, not to talk our worries. We learn to, to cast the cares on the Lord. I tell you what, thank God or I would have gone nutty, <laughs> not having anybody around, you know, ex except him. It was him and I, you know. And uh, so, so praise God! I learned as a young, as a young wife, to trust the Lord, because you know you can be plagued like that. You get you open to that, and it gets worse. You know. And so, let me say that again. I thought that was good. The more you worry, the less power the word will have in your thoughts. You want the word to have power in your thoughts. Amen. You want the word of God. Uh, you remember Isaiah 26.3, I believe it is, that uh, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind stayed on, uh, on you, uh, on the Lord. So you want your mind, your mind, your thoughts stayed on him. And that's the way to have perfect peace. So the word of God in your thoughts will have great power. But the more you worry, then the less effect that the Word of God can have in you. Jesus said those cares will come up like weeds and thorns and choke out the image that the Word of God was wanting to, to implant in your mind. See, so you, you can 
resist worry. It tries, it'll try to come to all of us. Sometimes, sometimes the, the moment that you least expect it. You know, if it's not one thing, it's another. Young people have, you know, certain types. And then, and then, you know, the middle-aged certain other types. And the elderly other types. Why? Because the devil's been around for a while and he knows how to, you know, he just, he's a broken record. Uh, but but we got the Word of God. Amen? We The Word of God sustains us. Fear will strangle your faith. And your prayers will become powerless. So if you want your prayers for your children, or you want your prayers, you know, for other things, uh, to come to pass, you can't let fear strangle your faith. Amen? Um, you, you've got to replace that, you know, resist, rebuke that fear, that worry, and replace it with the image that the Word of God has been given you uh, from the times that you have spent meditating on it and thinking on it. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring the Word of God back. Amen. It sustained you. And it proved enough once, it will always prove enough if you will lean on it. Amen? On the, on the Word of God. You're meditating on, on the Word of God rather than on the power of the, uh, you know, the thoughts and impressions that the devil is bringing to you to hurt you and, and to make you miserable. To make you not enjoy life. Did you know you can be happy and enjoy life? Even on the way to, to where you're going, which is to getting your prayers answered. Because by faith you have received them. Because you have a, a, a God that cares for you affectionately and watchfully. And you can trust him. You can trust him on it. So... Um, give me Matthew 6, verse 25, in the, in the New King James. Um, Jesus knew, Jesus knew that if people would worry, worry would overtake them. And then they could miss out on that which he had prepared for them. You know, he talked to them throughout the, throughout the Gospels at different points. Uh, there's some scriptures that I have here, but I'm skipping for the sake of the time. But in Matthew 6, you all know this, this scripture, so basic. Um, in, in, this, in this passage, from verse 25 to 34, we're going to read it quickly. Jesus five times says, do not worry. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, not about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food 
and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, God's extravagant. God's extravagant. He's so close, the, the, the grass of the field, all the flowers and everything, that, that they're going to wilt really quickly. But he's got plenty more. <laughs> it pleases him. I mean, even if it's just for a little while, he's going to do that. He's extravagant. Some people can't understand that. Oh, that's wasteful. They would think that's wasteful, God, to do it. But he then considered it wasteful. It pleases him, even if it's just for a few days. <laughs> Woo! He's got plenty more of other different things to come up with. So, uh, will he not much more clothe you, ye your little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? shall we drink? What are we going to wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, again, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. What are you going to do? What's going to happen? You know, getting older. You know, what, what is, what's going to happen now? You got to arrest the thoughts that the enemy tries to bring. At any, at any stage of life. Amen. Plenty, plenty of word to rejoice on, to feast on. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, so it, it, it's a, an easy way for Satan to neutralize your prayers. All he has to do is get you into worry. Into fear. Amen. That's his, his strategy. Is that mo? So you can learn. All you have to do is trust the Lord. You can defeat the strategies of the devil by learning to take those worries to God in prayer and cast them over to Him. So how do you do that? How do you do that? Um, some people will say, "My precious grandmother was like that." Well, if I don't worry, who's going who's gonna to do it, you know? Uh, they would think, 
you know, that they were being irresponsible. That's the thought behind it, if they didn't worry. Uh, people in some cultures are praised for their worry because worry shows that they care. If you don't worry, then do you even love me? It's, that's the mentality in, in some cultures. Um, and it has gotten into, into the church. But you know what? We're not talking about irresponsibility. You're doing the thing most responsible that anyone can do. And that is bringing it to the Lord. Because you cannot handle it. But he can. Amen? So, so um, how can you have the assurance that he will? I'm going to give you three scriptures. I don't know if we can uh, have time. We're going to have to do it quick, Melissa. Hebrews 13, 5. You know, that is what the Holy Spirit got across to me. Sometimes pastor has brought that up. When we needed finances, we needed our finances to open up and uh, to have more money available so that both of us could go uh, to Rhema and, uh, you know, pay, pay for that. Um, the, the, uh, uh, the Lord brought certain, well, I knew some scriptures. I, I sought them about finances and uh, the blessings, the promises to the tither and to, to the one that, that gives to the gospel. Uh, and, um, so I had, in the will of God, you know, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Neither his seed begging for bread. The young lions may, may suffer lack, but those that fear the Lord shall not want for any good thing. Uh, you know, so I had Old Testament scriptures and New Testament scriptures, but the Holy Spirit led me to find all the scriptures that had to do with God's faithfulness. Because you see, knowing his character and knowing that he's faithful gives you the assurance that you need to trust the scriptures that apply to the area that, where you need the Lord to manifest. Amen? And so Hebrews 13, 5, you know, we, we, it was not the first time um, that we had needed finances and the Lord had provided. But, you know, we were, we were, we were learning. We were going, you know, uh, we, we were at the level that we were. I, I remember there was one time, you know, after we paid tight and our bills and bought groceries, we didn't have anything left. Anybody been like that? And I remember there was an a, a offering uh, being received, and with tears, he and my husband put his favorite pen. It was a nice pen. He saw that. You know, there were other things that would... Because we wanted to. Because we believed the gospel. And we wanted to do more than, than just the time. You know, you know what I mean. And so, and the Lord prospered us. Right? I mean, it just started 
to be more. Uh, but yeah, we were paycheck to paycheck. When uh, uh, you know we first started, we were young. We were students, both of us. And and uh, the first year, first year of our marriage, I I did not have a job. Then the Lord provided, opened up a job for me, so you know that we were able to save up to go to Rima. So we had two years we were saving up, and praise the Lord. But we still needed more. Okay, Hebrews 13, 5, and the Amplified is good. And write down Romans 4, 21, and the Amplified, and Psalm 34, 19, and the Amplified. And these are going to be scriptures that you are going to meditate on, and they're going to produce joy and rejoicing that when, when you go and use the scriptures for whatever need, whatever that you need from the Lord, these are going to back you up. See, we defeat the attacks of the enemy with the word of God. The shield of faith is able to quench every evil dart of the wicked one. Remember? What is the shield of faith? It's the shield of the Faith in the Word of God. You have to have scripture. Amen? So it says, let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money. Yeah? In, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. And this is the part I wanted. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Hallelujah. That is a promise to you. Amen. So what is it that you're entrusted to him? You know, is it your children? Do you think they're more precious to you than they're to the Lord? He, he's the one that gave them to you. Every single human being on earth is precious. It's a precious treasure to the Lord. Valuable. Do of respect. No matter if they're not acting like they should be. But the Lord will not treat them without respect. So neither should we. The way we treat others Shows who we are, not who they are. Glory be to God. So, I love that scripture, don't you? Oh, my goodness. Romans 4, 21. We're going to have to read that one. 
Isn't that a good one? He says, I will not, I will not, I will not. I like the amplifier. It says three times. Did you hear it? Did you get it? <laughs> Glory to God. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word. This is talking about Abraham. That was fully satisfied when he was believing God, believing the word that God had given him regarding having a son. He says he was fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. You take that scripture and you meditate on it. What is it that you bring into the Lord? Don't go again and again like if he had not heard you. He's not hard of hearing. He's not forgetful. He's not distracted. Pastor told me, when was it yesterday? That he had told me something in the morning and I was focused on, on, on putting those beans on the pressure cooker <laughs> because I had to leave. And I thought, I better cook those quickly so that then I can do the rest late, uh, with time. Anyway, and he tells me that he had said something to me. He was going to go somewhere. And I, for the life of me, I didn't hear it. I was distracted. But, you, but the Lord isn't. Ask him to forgive me. He forgave me. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Are you sure you told me or did you dream, dream you did? <laughs> anyway, I'm making the point that the Lord doesn't get distracted. He's perfect. I'm not. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I don't intend to do that. I do respect my husband highly, and I want to give him the attention he deserves. But what he told me, just I didn't even catch it. <laughs> so, But the Lord is not like that. Amen. Hallelujah. So you come back to him, and you pray. And you come back with the same, oh, Lord, this again. It's darling. I love you, darling. But children, come on. You need to get, need to make a touchdown on this. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need to give it to me once and for all. And not carry worry anymore. Amen. And so. So uh, uh, Psalm 34, 19, and we'll finish there. Uh, you don't want this type of prayer to just be a form. It's important that you meditate on those scriptures before you pray the prayer or casting your care. You want it to be the real, the real deal, to pray from your heart. Amen. And then just thank him and praise him that he got it that he took it from you. So, so this is the type of prayer where you can really pour out your heart to him. You need to cry. Get, you know, men, men are not so much for that, but sometimes they do before the Lord. But, you know, but we women, that's, that, that's, again, the Lord will not be turned off by your tears. But sometimes some men are. They don't know what to do with them. They don't know what it means. <laughs> they don't know. They're going to want to fix it. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. 
whatever your style is, just go to the Lord. Just, you know, you're not a crier, that's fine. Sometimes I'm not, sometimes I am. Not in front of men, but in front of the Lord. And, and you know what? You give it to him. Tell him. He'll hear you. He won't think you're not in faith because he knows, he knows what you're there to do, to cast the care. So do tell him your care. What has been bothering you? This is one prayer you can do. What's been bothering you? You know, you can even tell him what the devil's been telling you. But Lord, I'm coming here to bring it to you. I'm going to leave it at your feet. I'm going to leave it before your throne. I'm not going to leave this time, uh, this time of prayer with it again. And that's why it's important. You remember when and where you did it. If you can, you know, you don't have to. But if you can, write somewhere that the time, you know, some of you that are very good at doing that and, and when, so that you can refer back, you have a reference back to when the devil tries to come. Oh, no, no, no. That day, at that time, I gave that to the Lord. That day, at that time, I gave it to the Lord. He took it and it's done. Amen. And now when it comes back to you, whatever that it is, whatever that it is, you say, the Lord's got it. Hallelujah. He's bringing it to pass. Glory to God. Uh, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I could give you examples of that, but I've passed my, I've gone three minutes over. It's so good. We have a caring father. And you pray, and of course that's simple, all of you know that, but we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. He cares for you. Amen? A lot of people, I mean, all of us would be a big mess <laughs> if we did not have the privilege of casting our cares on the Lord. But there's no reason to be a big mess. <laughs> Amen. The Lord has not given us a spirit of a big mess. <laughs> Can I tell you a joke before you go? I read this and I thought it was funny. I laughed. So anyway, somebody uh, posted something saying, uh, I, I come against a spirit of division. And so somebody answered, amen. I never did like math either. <laughs> <laughs> did you catch it? <laughs> one was talking about the spirit of division, you know, and the other one had never heard about the spirit of division. So he thought, I never liked the vision either. I never liked math either. <laughs> anyway. Ah, glory to God, you're going to be a little later and remember it and you're going to laugh. <laughs> God has not given us worries to have to take or fears or anxieties. He says, come to me. Be free from them. Amen. The word of God has the antidote for everything that the devil could ever throw at us. Amen.
Glory be to God. We can walk in peace. We can have the joy of the Lord. And we can have fun between now and the rapture. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Well, we're going to quit here. <laughs> we'll continue next week. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you for, for coming. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. Say with me, I'm blessed. 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 <laughs> Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs>